0: Amen. H- have you ever been in a situation that, that completely enthralled you? It, it, it messed with your senses. You had never, ever seen anything like this. You had never smelled an aroma like it. Heard a voice like that or, or seen a performance like that. And, and it's one of those things that you tell your friends, you tell your family, man, you should have been there. I wish you should have been there. You, you, if you were there, you'd know what I'm talking Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've been in those situations. And, and, and your family friends and your, the people close to you get tired of hearing the same story over and over. Like, listen, you told us this last year, same story, and here you are telling us again. And you're like, yeah, but you had to be there. Because you saw a revelation or you experienced something that was huge to you. For, for me, the, um, uh, the only thing that I can relate to that kind of connects the dots here is uh, our, our wedding. Pauline and I's wedding our our wedding was amazing I think it was the best wedding I've ever been to because I did not go home alone amen (laughs) you know you go to weddings and you're just thinking to yourself "Um, I'm still single anybody know what I'm talking about it was was an amazing wedding I I had three pastors preach a message at my wedding so already you know it did not last 20 minutes it was like more two and a half hours three pastors because I wanted I wanted one of them to get it right you know To give us that one word. Now, I don't remember a thing that they said, but I had three of them preach. We had a a, a gospel choir lead us in worship. I had a a, a top-tier worship leader, brand-name artist lead worship for us. I had Pastor Andrew come and lead worship at our wedding. It was incredible. It was incredible. And people, to this day, whenever I go back to Phoenix, they're like, man, Pastor Jonathan... Your wedding was like the royal wedding. It was, it was amazing. I've never been to a wedding like that. You had so much music. You had so much word. People got saved at our wedding. I'm not even joking. We had a baptism at the rehearsal dinner. It was part of the whole program. Am I lying? We had people getting in the pool, getting baptized, people getting saved during the, the whole experience And we designed it that way because, you know, it was like the one time I could get my my friends that I've been praying for and they've been getting on my nerves, like, they're going to come to my wedding. You're going to be stuck. You can't leave because it will be rude. And you're going to hear the gospel preached. Because marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. Amen. Amen. It's all about Jesus. You think your marriage is about you and your spouse? No, it's about Jesus. And if you don't have Jesus at the center, you're in trouble. That was for free. It was in the notes. But the thing about that experience, all the people who were there, they may have seen and experienced, saw uh, an amazing display, but the truth of the matter is that they did not fully fully appreciate the experience of the wedding. It was my wife and I's experience that they were witness to. The shepherds are tending their flock. They've done this week in, week out. This is something that That's a part of their routine. They know that about midnight the the sheep start acting up because there's a wolf howling somewhere. They know that this is how it goes and tomorrow they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again next week. They're at a job that they didn't aspire to. They're at a job that they ended up at and they're stuck in. This is the lot that they have in life. Nothing to look forward to. They could not have expected for anything different to take place in Bethlehem County that night. But as they're tending their sheep, doing the ordinary thing, the Bible tells us that an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord was shown around them and they were struck with fear. Now, now I, I've never seen an angel. I don't know what an angel looks like besides Michael Landon and Della Reese. <laughs> But I'm sure that these guys were like, oh, and they were completely losing their minds. I think that they said some words that they probably regretted after the fact that they knew it was the angel of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And the angel of the Lord said to them, fear not, for I bring you good news that will be for all the people. Born today, on this day, in the city of David, as Savior, Christ the Lord has been birthed. And this will be the sign for you. You will find him wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. That message right there was, was amazing. For them, What it meant was that they didn't have to go and clean their lives up, put on the special suit, the nice bow tie, in order to go meet God. They could come just as they were and enter his presence. That's good news. And in verse 13 says, and suddenly, everyone say suddenly, there was an a- with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angel has shown up. The glory of the Lord is all around them. They have never seen anything like it. They have never experienced anything like it. No one's going to believe them. This is going to be an experience that they're going to tell their friends. I was there. I was on the fields of Bethlehem, Hemet, Grand Terrace, Colton County, Bakersfield County, in this dunk place called Riverside. And something extraordinary took place. The angel of the Lord showed up. We didn't expect it. It was just a normal night. Ray Ray was telling his stupid jokes. And then all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord shows up. And and, and as we're sitting there listening to what he's saying, we couldn't comprehend what he was saying. Suddenly, there was a heavenly host of angels singing, praising God and glorifying God. We just stood there and looked. We understood the revelation, but we had not experienced what they were glorifying God for. You, you see, uh, the, uh, the stats that are, are go like this. Two-thirds of Americans believe the Christmas story. Two-thirds believe that Mary was an actual virgin. Two-thirds believe that wise men came from the East and brought gifts to Jesus. Two-thirds believe that Santa comes down the chimney and provides presents for their kids. Not in this room. Okay, fine. Two-thirds of Americans believe it. But, but I, I'm a little bit confused by those stats because if two-thirds believe the Christ story, how come two-thirds aren't living a life of worship? How come two-thirds are not glorifying God and giving praise and honor to Him? How come two-thirds are not living recklessly abandoned to themselves and only living for God? It means that they have seen, they've received a revelation, but they have not walked into an experience. My wife and I were there. We had people who saw the display, but only we had the intimacy. and it can tell the story of what happened after. Amen, somebody. The text tells us that the, the, these, this angel shows up and, and says these words and starts glorifying God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he's pleased. The reason why the angels could worship God is simply because the angels had been there from the beginning. They saw when when God created man in his own image and breathed life into him. They saw the the harmony and the unity that was between God and his creation. They saw the harmony that was between mankind. They saw the shalom of God. See, the thing about peace is that we only have an understanding of peace based on our experiences. These are the holidays, and some of you need some peace. Amen. Oh, yeah. I'll go speak to these cycles. Maurice knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes you're like, peace, be still when your family members come around. Because everybody has a cousin or an uncle, the weird one, the one that always gets drunk at Christmas Day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The one that's always talking, the one that doesn't get along with everyone. And you have to keep the peace. Any peacemakers here? You have to hold your tongue. You know that they still owe you money from 1993. They never paid it back. In 2003, you co-signed on a loan of that car that they're driving around. And they've never paid. You had to. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? And you're just kind of like, you know, you're smiling. Oh, it's so good to see you. You go in the kitchen. You're just like, I, oh, I can't. The nerve of them to even bring up that thing. Did you see what she's wearing? Did you see it? She says, You can't pay me back. I'm only speaking to real people. The others are like, no, our, our family is perfect. <laughs> we don't have issues. There's there's See, the thing is this is that the peace that we know on this side of the fall of mankind is only what we tolerate. It's called tolerance. We, if I don't say the wrong thing the problem will not escalate and we won't have issues at Christmas dinner. The angels are like glory to God in the highest because when we saw sin enter the earth, we saw brokenness between God, we saw brokenness between people, we saw brokenness in relationships, we saw the hurt and the pain that sin brought into this earth and we wondered how would God fix this situation and now we see God Becoming uncomfortable in order to bring comfort to his people. And they begin to worship because they understand the gravity of Christ the Savior entering as a baby in a manger to save all men. They understand the meaning behind Emmanuel. God is with them now. Things can be better Harmony can be restored. Shalom can be restored to earth. And so they begin to worship. The shepherds are just standing there, kind of like some of us when we come to church, like, I wish that this person would sing like that in the shower only. I wonder if the church would provide voice lessons for the person behind me. Then I'll be able to lift up my... Sometimes people worship, and the reason that they're worshiping is because They've, they've gone beyond revelation of that God is good and finally tasted and seen and walked in it as a provider. There, there's, there's a difference between when you are over there and it's all theory. God is good. God is awesome. And then you go through some stuff and you enter into a worship that says, God, if it was not for God, if it was not for his goodness, had he not stepped in at the right moment, had he not re- preserved this man, we would not be here today. There's a reckless abandonment that takes place where they don't care if you're a Baptist or Presbyterian. They're going to be Pentecostal all day long. They're going to keep it awkward in church. It says, verse 15, when, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go. Let us go. This is them saying, we have heard what has happened. We we have seen the angels worship. Let us go. And the thing about let us go, before you can get to a place where you're saying, let us go and check it out for ourselves. You must first come to a place, Aaron, where you say, I'm letting go of my security. I'm letting go of all the the rules and the substratum of my mentality and all these things. I'm going to let go. I'm going to leave these sheep that I'm supposed to be responsible for. I'm going to leave the security of of my job, the thing that brings me comfort. I'm going to leave this place and I'm going to go and investigate, lay down my guard in order to experience what God has prophesied. Before you can move from revelation to experience, you must first be willing to abandon the norm. Abandon your ways of thinking. Abandon your philosophies. Abandon your your, your normal routines. You see, your mind has has what scientists call a mind map. There's certain the reason why you can kind of predict what your loved one's gonna do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Those of you who've been married for more than two minutes. As soon as I turn on channel two, he's gonna walk in the room and start him hawing about about how he needs to watch the sports center. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, Bill. I'm talking talking about you. I'm just setting you free right now. (laughs) We kind of know the map because we see the patterns. Your mind has, has has a routine that it's used to. But for you to experience God, you must say, I'm not going to think about this the same way that I've thought about it. I'm going to abandon what I'm used to. I am going to let go so I can go and see for myself. I say let us go and see this thing that has happened that the lord has made known to us you can't approach christmas without expectation when you see them talking about let us go and see this thing that has happened that's faith speaking that's expectation speaking now my, my son's only a year old, and so he does not understand Christmas. Praise the Lord. I can get away with it for the next, I guess it's my only year I can get away with it. Do they start knowing at age two? No. They do? No. No? no? I, it's kind of mixed there. Well, he's, he's kind of a genius, so probably he knows already, so I don't know. I've become that dad who thinks, did you hear him say da, 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 da? He just said the alphabet. Yeah. I, I, have, I have yet to meet a five-year-old who will approach their presence with skepticism. I think that this one's going to suck. I think that this... Pre- I'm not going to like that one. I don't want you to even open it, Mom. No, no, no. See, w- what's happening when you're at Target and you, and you see your kid on the toy aisle and they keep touching the thing, they know you're not going to buy it for them that day, right? But they're like... They're t- anybody, Any parents know what I'm talking about? They're like holding it, they're looking at it, you know, they're weighing it, they're shaking it, they're like, okay, it sounds like this, okay, this. all right, because on Christmas Eve, when they're around the tree, they're like, oh yeah, uh mm uh-huh, mm-hmm, it's a transformer, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, so on Christmas morning, they're like, they come with expectation that you're going to give them something good. You see, the the shepherd says, let us go and see this thing that has happened. They went with expectation that when they arrived in Bethlehem, in that manger, they will find exactly that which God had revealed to them. You can't come into Christmas and think, I I don't think God's going to really meet my needs. You must be willing to walk in faith that says, God, if you have said it, if you have declared it, I believe it. I believe I'm going to walk in the revelation and go to the experience in order for me to know it for myself. If they had not walked into the revelation, they'd have had a proclamation but no reason to have exaltation in their life. They'd have had information but no transformation. They'd have had head knowledge and no heart knowledge. How many of you guys know that there's a difference? It says that they said, let us go and investigate. Let's go check this thing out. Let's go see if this, there's more to this than just the Macy's parade. Let's see if there's more to this than just Santa Claus and, 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 and Will Ferrell as elf. Let, let's see if there's more to this. So says so when they, 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 they went with haste, verse 16, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. Now, the thing is this, guys, is that We live in a world where we've seen it all, heard it all, and and we kind of know the story, right? You you went to the children's play and they acted out the whole nativity scene. You know what I'm talking about, Bonnie. Uh, You've kind of seen it. And and, and, and so you you don't have this um, real perspective of what actually happened. My wife, when we had the baby, uh, had some of y'all just shown up at the hospital, it would have been trouble. And she knows some of y'all. Like, why are they here? I don't have my makeup on. It's just, you know, what's going on here? My sister. This is the first time some of you have seen my sister since she had her her little daughter. It's been six weeks, babe. Where have you been? Backslider. Anyways. uh, (laughs) She's my sister. We can talk like that. But but the thing is this is that when Nikki had her baby, right, I wanted to go see the baby. I'm an uncle again. I'm like, this is awesome. I don't want girls, but she can have all the girls. We'll have all the boys in our family, you know. <laughs> and, and, and that will work out perfect. So I wanted to go see. And I get to her house, and she's, she's giving me a questionnaire. Um, where have you been? I'm like, what do you mean, where have you been? Were you at Walmart today? Maybe. Did you go out to eat? Yes. You need some sanitizer. You need to change your clothes. You need to go take a shower before you can even get close to the baby. (laughs) Have you been anywhere close to Africa in the last 21 days? (laughs) True story. I I went to Uganda, and I was like, she's going to quarantine me, and I won't be able to see my niece. I'm not even making that up. (laughs) Do you know anyone who's been exposed to any virus? Have you taken your... I got the flu shot for the first time simply because... Mary and Joseph are in the manger they did not receive a text message from God saying hey I'm sending over some shepherds to come check you out these, shepher- these strange men who they did not know show up talking about we're here to see the baby <laughs> my wife is Canadian they're supposed to be friendly if the shepherd had shown up to my Canadian wife guns would have been drawn What do you mean you're here? We're here to that. You see, what happened was we were just sitting there. Ray Ray was telling us a joke about, about how, like, you know, Peter, and just it was a joke, and then an angel shows up, and, and then a whole choir of angels starts singing and breakdancing, talking about glory to God and, high, and peace on earth. And, I, and had I been there, I'd have been like, man, these guys have been smoking. <laughs> angel dust. <laughs> PCP. I, I, this is peyote. <laughs> I've heard about the type of hallucinations that happen when you do peyote. That's right. This is different right here. This is not normal hashish. <laughs> and those who grew up in the church are like, what is pastor talking about? <laughs> the text tells us that in, in verse, verse 18 says, All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. That's a nice, political, correct way of saying they were tickled by their story. (laughs) Oh, okay, so tell us again. Uh, You guys were keeping sheep, not studying the Bible, right? And you have a degree in what? Yeah, 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 you, Ray Ray. uh, Yeah, you went to Bible college? You know about angels? You don't, okay. So tell us again, you saw this angel and they started singing. And where in the Old Testament does it talk about angels singing? I, I don't know, I've never heard of that. Tell us again. See, I want to start an alternative Facebook page for myself and an alternative Twitter so I could just like, you know, put on display the things that I see when I'm at Walmart. (laughs) Because I see some of the most unbelievable, I hear some of the most unbelievable conversations without fail. Whenever I'm at Walmart at 1 o'clock in the morning (laughs) buying some formula... I hear the wildest stories. I'm just sitting there in line. Because like, there's only like one telling. Like there's a long line, right? And you just, I just want to pull out my phone and be like, I got to record this. <laughs> and then post it later. But if I did that, you guys would judge me as a pastor. How, why is pastor putting those things up there? Did you hear like, I would have been the guy sitting there like, tell us again what happened. They were tickled. They, they marveled. They're like, ha, ha, uh. You see, the thing is this. I want you to grab this. The gospel is not something that you respond with your head, it's something that you respond with your heart. The text tells us that, that, the, that all who were around wondered at what the shepherd said. Verse 19, but, everyone say but, <laughs> but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. She treasured the words of Christ, the Savior being, born. she treasured these things, it penetrated her heart. May this Christmas be a time where you don't keep it in your mind and you're tickled by the sales and the festivals. But may you treasure the gospel story in your heart and allow it to transform you. The shepherds saw the angel. They heard the angel sing. They didn't join in the worship, But the text tells me that after they saw the fulfillment of what God had said through the angel, it says in verse 19, verse 20, that the shepherds returned, not the same way that they came. They didn't come worshiping Jesus. They left worshiping Jesus. It says that they left, returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they heard and seen as it had been told to them. They joined in the worship of the angels. They recalled the glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace peace with all whom that he is pleased with they joined in the worship if you keep your life in a place where this is a story that's stuck in your head you'll never walk into the experience of the revelation it'll be something that all those around you will be able to lift their hands and worship God for and you'll just be an observer God is calling you to let go and experience for yourself see for yourself that he is good that he will fulfill all that he calls to fulfillment in your life God is calling you to enter into a worship with him of a life that's been transformed because you treasured his word in your heart amen somebody If all this has been nothing more than just a story to you, this morning, afternoon, I I invite you to taste and see that the Lord is good. To go beyond revelation of the Christmas story and experience Jesus coming into your heart for the first time. Let us pray. God, you are with us. But you don't desire to just be around us and with us. You desire to be in us. Transform our hearts, Jesus. Come in us so you can work through us. Come upon us so you can use us. Change us, God. Transform us, Jesus. May this Christmas season be be not like any other season. May not just be about the festival. But may we worship you as the Lord of the feast. And we join in the, the, the angel song of glorifying you and praising you, God. Because you are here. You are with us. We give you glory. We worship you, Lord. And we stand in your presence, God. You are here. You are holy.